turn up and try to get me to forget who I am and you. It be like they want me dumb when it come to you. Never wanting you to let me go, especially when they turn up and try to get me to forget who I am and you. It be like they want me dumb when it come to you. Never wanting you to let me go, especially when they turn up and try to get me to forget who I am and you. It be like they want me dumb when it come to you. Never wanting you to let me go, especially when they turn up and try to get me to forget who I am and you. It be like they want me dumb when it come to you. Always trying to keep me silent like that Owen too. Brighter days coming, I can see it dawning. We weather the storm right now. Water for my garden, blessing keep falling. And it keeps pouring down Let it rain Let it rain Let it rain This podcast is not a substitute for counseling therapy Nor is it a sermon or teaching production It is intended for informational purposes only And is purely conversational Some things are not better left unsaid I'm your co-host Ishan Burgundy And I'm co-host Dara Hairston From relationships relationships to religion religion, Let's discuss taboo topics topics. Transparently Peace, y'all Welcome to Transparency Podcast We have been What's up, what's up, y'all the uh, I was gonna say it came to pass. That's the name of my book. The album, it is what it is. And today it we're is gonna what talk it to is. about I will. I will, which is track. What's which I will? I don't know what track that is. But we're gonna be talking to y'all about mm. I will. I don't know, track track four or five. So <clears throat> um we uh don't have a story for y'all ready. Do we do we have a story prepared or can you think of one off the top of your head or would you like to discuss marriage real quick since we um celebrated 15 years of marriage yeah. yesterday? Talk about that. 15 years. Woo! What an accomplishment. What yes. an accomplishment. Yes. I think I want to address first of first and foremost, all praise be unto the most high, all glory unto the most high. We thank him for this opportunity to be with y'all and to share some of the things that we're gonna share. We pray that it's fruitful and that it is edifying. Um I wanna address some of the comments that I got on the picture that I posted. Um commemorating our 15 years of marital bliss. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you, you hear me? I'm clear. Internet. All right. You might need to um, the internet. It's lagging a Let me see. Let me see something real quick. Y'all give me one second. So, 
So y'all, until he figures that out real quick, just to let y'all know, um, I don't know what happened. I know that you're used to us doing 9 a.m. Eastern every first and third Monday, but for whatever reason, the stream was had it scheduled for um, 3 p.m. Eastern today. I was like, why is that happening? I don't know what that's about. So some of y'all might not be in here because y'all may have thought we changed the time. We did not change the time. It was some kind of technical glitch or something, or I don't, I don't know, but we scheduled it for nine Eastern, but for whatever reason, I had to go in there and update it today to make sure it was 9 a.m. Eastern time instead of the time that it had. So some of our regulars might not be here because they may have thought we were going to come later. So, yeah, but um, okay. it's a lot of gurgling on your side. I don't know what that is. Really? Okay, it's better yeah, now. Better now? Yeah. So you said you wanted okay. to address some of the comments from yesterday. Yeah, I want to address some of the comments because there were a few people who um, what I was getting, the energy that I was getting was people kind of thinking that uh, we somehow achieved some. Um, I mean, we 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 have achieved something monumental. But I think some of the people in the comments, I was feeling like they were insinuating that it could be easy for us, or like we we're like this. You know, some some people. You know, the energy I got was like. We're like the staple. We're like the picture of successful marriage. <clears throat> Where did you get and that I'm like, from? There's just a few of the comments and some of the things people are saying. And I just wanted to reaffirm. I mean, we we've had this conversation many times on this platform, and um, we've spoken about it at other times. That you know, this 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 hasn't been easy. This is by the grace of the Most High. This is not something that we just do in our sleep. You know, I mean, marriage like this, it, it has challenges. With it. I don't want anybody to think that you know. You Your know, audio is you not see fifteen years. Well, I don't know. Why. It's not good. What do you have it on? Let me see. This Let me see if I take this out. What about now? Is that better? Yeah, but I hear the air behind you. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's sounding like that, but I'm just being conscious of the audio version that people will listen to and not see. And I know that those sounds can be a little distracting. Indeed. How's it now? I don't. I, don't, I guess we're going to have to just roll with it. Cause really? That's I don't weird. know what it is. I don't know what it is doing that. I normally have the headphones. I think we got to go back to the microphone soon, huh? Make it official. No. All right, we'll see what's up. But um, pretty much what I was saying was I wanted to make it clear to people that if you see a nice, clean, polished photo of somebody saying that they made it 15 years, um, don't 
don't think that it was easy and don't think that it's something again like i said we kind of just doing our sleep and it's just all good nah it, it definitely has its challenges we didn't make it to 15 years unscathed you know there were challenges that we have to 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 push through and it's only by the grace literally the grace of the most high that we end up here um still married still in love after 15 years so I just want to make that clear, man, because I don't want people to think I'm trying to put out a false advertisement or anything like that. Okay. I mean, people going to have something to say regardless, no matter what you put up. Um, some The person that has an issue is going to look from it from their lens of understanding. So um, I personally don't care. I'm like, whatever you want to say or think or feel, that's not my responsibility how you perceive something um unless i'm in an actual relationship with you then i have to care about that but if i don't know you from nowhere and you want to make a judgment on my marriage then that sounds like a personal problem not mine so you know yeah. no i mean for the people that look at it like it's out of their reach because you got some people that are that are in marriages that may have not been in may have not been married for as long as we have, they may be facing some challenges at the five year mark and they ready to just throw the towel in. They ready to just give up, you know what I mean? Because they don't see nothing afterwards. And here we are, we hit the five year mark. And here we are at the 15 year mark. So just to encourage people because like, just no, no, this wasn't perfect. It wasn't just easy for us. And now it's a challenge for you that you can't, you know, somehow you, you, you can't weather the storm and push through and persevere. No, it's, it's possible. It's possible. So, I mean, I guess for me, it's like, if you are going to judge what marriage means by a picture on YouTube, then you need some help because you don't ever want to look at somebody's picture and then make a judgment about marriage as a whole when you haven't even been in that marriage or known it. And I think that's the thing that I don't like is that some people feel like they can't enjoy beautiful moments because of the jealousy or the envy that somebody else might feel. And so now they're like, well, I guess I don't want to share it because I don't want to make people feel a certain way. And I'm like, you know, me personally, I know you're sharing your personal perspective. My personal perspective is just that I can't be so concerned about how you might interpret my story that I don't even share it because we have been through a lot and we've shared some of those trials and um, we've been very transparent about the fact that our marriage has not been a fantasy. There has been a lot of strongholds, a lot of generational curses, a lot of setbacks, obstacles, naysayers, strife, um, just people that we would have loved to support our union that, that don't and never will. And, and don't have a reason, you know, it's like nothing um, that would make them say, I don't want to support you because of something personal we did, but just their inner problems, their inner turmoil that is really like jealousy and envy. So we got to be really careful looking at something. The scripture tells us to rejoice with those who rejoice. If somebody's rejoicing, rejoice with them. Don't make it about you or now you got to compare or covet something that you don't even fully understand. Just rejoice with those who rejoice to anybody who's married knows there are a lot of things in marriage that people don't see.
that people don't know about what y'all been through and y'all intimate relationship with one another. And um, and that's fine. They're not supposed to because they're not in the marriage. The marriage is for the covenant. It's the intimacy of those two people. So, you know, um, I feel what you're saying with, you know, wanting to consider how other people might feel who see that picture. Um, and at the same time, I'm going to celebrate what I don't come through because your jealousy or your envy or whatever you feel about me or my husband or our marriage or marriage as a whole or a Hebrew marriage or a Christian marriage or whatever, whatever, all these millions of thoughts and perceptions, um, anything that's unhealthy, I'm just going to disregard it because to make it 15 years in marriage when no one taught you how to do that and you didn't see it anywhere, healthily serving the most high is a feat. Like it's a feat. And we have faced divorce a number of times, you know, and um, like right in our face, like right at our doorstep calling us. And um, for the most high to save us and help us, it's been a blessing um, because sometimes it doesn't end up that way. Sometimes people don't end up staying together. Sometimes you've made decisions and you've gotten into a marriage and you're like, there is no repentance here. There is no changing here. There is nothing. And, and then your story may be different, you know? So, mm -hmm. but yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's right. Everybody's story um, is not the same. You know, and my my response is, is is because of some of the some of the uh, the comments. Like I said, I just wanted to make it clear to y'all um, what it is, and y'all y'all know. I mean, it was no, it was absolutely no negative comments, uh, which was which was beautiful to see. Like on all the platforms that I shared it, I can't I can't say that there it, it may have been one maybe one at the most, but we're talking hundreds of comments and maybe one um, that was negative. So we appreciate y'all celebrating our special moment with us. Um, it's a blessing on our, on our uh, 15 years. What, what's, what's a jewel that you wanna share with the people? that you can think of just off the top of your head after 15 years of marital bliss. Oh my gosh, you're saying that hard. Marital bliss with no problems whatsoever, just all paradise, you know I'm playing. <laughs> what's, um, what's something you wanna share with people after 15 years? Um, I think it's, it's many things that I would take away or I would tell my younger self if my younger self was preparing for marriage. But I think the main one is not to lose yourself um, as a woman in society and with religion and growing spiritually and meeting different people with different understandings, spiritual understandings and insights and being swayed this way and swayed that way and swayed this way. Um, you can lose the essence of who you are as a woman um, and what the most high says is beautiful about you when you try to um when you try to 
give yourself to somebody else's understanding. Um, so I think the main jewel for me is don't look for what something is supposed to be from somebody else. Like know that for yourself with the most high, like mm. my understanding of me as a wife and as a woman, because I'm not just a wife, right? I have, I'm called to more than that. That's a priority. And that's a dominant role in my life that supersedes a lot of other relationships or opportunities or whatever that might be. And yet, and still, it's not all that I am. And so for me, my main takeaway as a woman coming into all these, meeting these different people with different mindsets that want you to think how they think. They want you to be who they say you're supposed to be. They they put these um, judgments on you and they put these, um, these prescriptions and these scripts and they give it to you and they say, here, now do it. And um, it's very dangerous because you can lose sight of what the most high has called you to specifically. And so um, as long as that understanding you have with the most high is healthy and it's um, it serves not just you, but also your family, because we can think, oh, no, the most high told me to do this. But if anything, the most high will have you do it won't only serve you. It will serve your entire family, your immediate family, that is not outside people. Um, but knowing for myself what the most high has for me, not what man-made doctrine says or an institution or religious sect or assembly or church or camp or whatever to like really know the most high for myself as a woman and as a wife, because it's, you get caught up listening to all of these voices. You really can lose sight of um, what he has for you. And then you'll start living somebody else's life for yourself, but it serves them and nobody else. So that would be my biggest takeaway. Good, good. Nah, that's 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 a key right there. That's a key. And I think what I would say is akin to that. Um, it really would be for the men primarily. Um the you, the, the the you, the you that you are, is enough. And I, you hear that? I mean, that's kind of cliche at this point. You know, I mean, people saying you are enough, you are enough, it's okay, you are enough. Um, but I think really letting that sink in your head as a man is important to know that the father your children need is the father that you are right now, not this uh father that you have in your mind that you want to be in the future no the you you are right now is enough for them like they will find a lot of joy and a lot of fun and hanging out and spending time with the you that you are right now you don't have to reach a certain place in order for them to be okay with you the same thing with your wife um like the you that you are right now is the one that she married you know and not saying that you're supposed to just stay the same and you don't grow and you don't, you know, uh, desire to achieve more and go beyond, but just to be okay with who you are and, and not have your mind so planted in the future that you're not present. 
and you don't give from from what you have in your well right now. You know, in the in the church system coming up, you know, we used to hear the term, you so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good. Um, and I think what the, the mindset behind that is you're thinking about all of this other stuff and in the meantime, what's right in front of you, you're neglecting. And I just think as a husband and uh and as a father, that's one of the biggest things I learned is to not be so have your head so far in the future that you you rob the present and the people you know your wife and your children you rob them of who you are in the moment and and now you know they're depleted they're not getting what they need and you got your hopes and your desire your mind on the future so that's what i would say i think um a lot of what you're saying uh-oh hold on can you hear me yeah i can hear you okay i think a lot of what you're saying because i know some people who hear that they may articulate that you're saying like you said there's no room for growth just be okay with where you are right now and um even though you clarified it and said no i'm not saying there's no room for growth i know that is what a lot of people hear so i just want to make sure y'all understand my husband is not saying that there's not room for growth and that um you should just stay how you are i think more along the lines of what he's saying is to work with what you have right now you know what i'm saying sometimes we we like when i get this amount of money and when i can get over this hump and once i reach this in my life then i can give y'all what y'all need as a family and you know we've learned and have talked in our marriage that no what do we have that we can work with right now what can we fix right now what can we um what can we make better today and not it's not dependent on us reaching some certain milestone before we can work on that thing so um i just want to make sure y'all hear that part because i know some people they run with yeah see i can stay this way i could just be okay with who i am right now because some of y'all the way you are in your marriage right now is not okay i just want to let y'all know like it's not okay the way that you are if it's unhealthy and it's not serving your family but there is still something you can do today despite what may be broken or unhealed or that needs to be fixed there's still something within your power that you can do today even if you haven't achieved what it is that you're seeking to achieve so that your family can be better. So I just want to add that little two sentences. Um, so today we're talking about I will, and I think it's kind of crazy because a lot of your lyrics and I will kind of go along the line with what you just said. Um, and I mean yeah. you'll go with your it lyrics, does. but it definitely seems to fit for marriage um not just marriage but just being a believer and trying to live righteous in unrighteous times <laughs> trying to have integrity in times of such little integrity trying to live a lifestyle of faith in such faithlessness um so we're going to get into it i don't know why my Computer is acting just slightly weird, and I hear some people saying they're having pauses. They've seen a lot of pauses. I don't know what's going on, but we're gonna just mm -hmm. 
do our best. All right, so let's get to I will. I will is actually um, my husband and I had one verse each on it is what it is, where it was just us doing the verse. So his was I will, mine was keep praying. So um, we will do I will today. I was about to say we should have just did keep praying too, since it was just one verse, but we'll just mm. do I will. And I'll just gonna have to feel your energy to see where to stop because we're not gonna put a video up this time, y'all, because it's creating too much data and it's causing the stream to pause. So I just have the audio. So I'm gonna go ahead and play the audio and just try to feel you as much as I can as far as when I should stop. But I, if I go too far, put your hand up or something, you know, just put the little one yeah. up. And then I'll just, just do every couple lines. You are okay. MC, you know what it is. I'm trying to feel it, but I don't know where you might want to stop. Like. So if I mess up, you know, I can't rewind it on this using this specific part of the software, but I guess we'll work it out. All right, y'all, I will. I know there is grace and peace upon me, and I know it's worth this weight and glory. See, I know it's people praying on me, but it's more people praying for me. All right. That was more than two lines, but you got to break that hook down, though. You got to break that hook down. I know it's grace and peace upon me, and I know it's worth his weight and glory. What was the next line? See, I can't rewind it with this feature. I told you to put... I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to print your lyrics out for you. Because I keep telling you I'm going to print them. And you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to print your lyrics for you next time so you have it in front of you. You want me? All right, y'all. I'm going to start it over. That's good. You sure? Go ahead. Start it over. Oh, my gosh. All right, y'all. Let's try it again. All right. All right. So I know it's grace and peace upon me. Um, just pretty much talking about the grace and the peace that we that that we received from the most high. Um and I know it's worth this weight and glory. Um the weight of it, the glory of it, uh is worth it. Like it's not um that's not something to be taken for granted. It's, it's something to be considered. It's something to be to acknowledge that it's there. Um, so that's 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 pretty much it in a nutshell. Why do you use the word weight to signify like what, like the weight in glory, as opposed to like people would describe glory in so many different ways, but you use the term weight. It's worth its weight in glory. What? Why was that choice there? It's actually, um, that's a scripture. Mm -hmm. And I don't have it in front of me. But it's it's a scripture that I had in mind when I wrote the lyrics about weight and glory. And it's, it's, it's just escaping my mind right now. Mm. What, um, 
what were you dealing with at that time that made you write those that particular hook? Like, what were you thinking about? What were you kind of meditating on in life? What was life kind of throwing your way that time that made you kind of read those words? Thinking about perseverance, mm. pushing through and not giving up. So that was it. That was it. So in my mind, like I said, I can't remember the scripture right now and I, I, I can't look it up. Um, but wait in glory if if i'm able to put that into you know uh, an understanding as it pertains to the hook it would be the weight of it like it's um it's something you feel and it's glorious because it's from the most high um his grace and his mercy on us is something and I know you can relate to this, like you feel the grace of the most high, you know, when you go through certain things in life, you have certain challenges, you get through things, um, or you're up against things, things are up again, feel like they're up against you, the walls, the odds feel like they're stacked up against you. You can feel you belong to the most high. You can feel his grace. You can feel his mercy. And then when that thing lifts, you know what it is. What's that? Can I read your scripture? I think I found it for you. Sure, sure, please. So it says 2 Corinthians 4.17 in the Amplified Version, for our momentary light distress, this passing trouble is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor, and an endless blessedness. Was that the one? It said, uh, wait, producing us an eternal weight of glory. You there? Yes. You, you, you're breaking up for some reason. It's Probably because I'm trying to know anytime I try to do anything extra, the stream is like, I can't take that. You're doing too much. But I was saying, was that the scripture? Because it talked about the eternal weight of glory. I don't know if that was the one or not. Right, right. No, that was it. That was it. The fact that, you know, these afflictions, these things you go through, um, it's producing something in you for the believer. It's not, it is temporary light afflictions. You know, even afflictions that seem heavy, they seem like, you know, they're, they're great um and burdensome but nevertheless it's producing something in you um that's that's worth more than 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 you could ever understand and so that's pretty much the idea behind it um so i know that there's grace and peace upon me grace and peace um upon me and 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 and, and because that's the fact because that's a fact and I know that to be true. I'm able to persevere. I'm able to push through. Um, yeah, yeah. Why would you be able to push through? Because you know that there's grace and peace on you. How does that make you feel like you can push through versus someone who may not know that? Because you know you're not alone and you know that 
what you're up against, it's not going to defeat you. You know, we have a promise attached to it, you know, considering scriptures like no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Um, yeah, just knowing that whatever we're going through, like we going through it. And I say that in the song as well. Like I ain't, I ain't, like, I'm going through it. I'm like, I'm going, actually going through it, you know, with the hopes of knowing that we coming out on the other side. So. I think speaking along the lines of our marriage, I think that if we didn't have that mindset, um, I don't think we would have made it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you say something is worth its weight and glory, like for the, the human experience, it's just innate in us that if this isn't going to benefit me in some kind of way, what is it for? You know what I'm saying? Now, of course, we don't want to live a lifestyle where we only do things for selfish reasons it it should only benefit me and i don't care if it benefit anybody else that's not the mindset that i'm talking about but just the human experience we have to find something um that makes this worth it for us right and so just speaking of being married for 15 years there have been times where we divorce was at our door because we lost sight of what this is really worth like the worth in the weight of what we're facing or dealing with or the obstacles that you know we didn't know how to get over or the things we didn't understand how to resolve um and then you feel like it's for nothing like we're doing this for nothing because if nothing changes and nothing improves and and our children isn't better than we were and our marriage isn't you know a relationship that can glorify the most high better than what we've seen then what are we doing? Like, what is it for, right? If the marriage is supposed to glorify the most high, yeah, but this marriage is not doing that. What are we doing? And then sometimes you feel like you want to just throw it in the trash because you're yeah. like, you know what? For what? It's not, this isn't worth it. It's just not worth it. So um, when you say worth this weight and glory and persevering through obstacles, I think marriage is one of the biggest obstacles you could ever face in life. And it's so crazy because it's like you're merging two pieces of flesh into one. That's one of the most hardest things in life to do because you're not, it's not about you anymore. You know what I mean? And one of the great things I feel like uh, the Most High have showed us in our marriages is not about what you need most. And it's not even about what I need most. It's about as one unit, like becoming a whole different existence. Like these two becoming something else as a one unit, what serves that? Not your individual pursuits um, has been such an extraordinary lesson um, of working together as one. Like you can't just be out here moving um, outside of the person that you're supposed to be indwelling in like you're one you're attached like really have to live like think, physically attached yeah i think that's a lot of, that's the with marriage one of the biggest misconceptions that happens with people is them coming into a marriage thinking that they're going to achieve their own individual personal goals it's really not about now if, if, if you're able to praise y'all 
all praise be unto the most high, if you're able to accomplish some things that you wanted to do as an individual. Um, but I think when you when you sign up to be married, like you're really saying just like what you just said, now I'm about to enter into a covenant and I'm about to enter into, you know, it's it's it's, it's an agreement that we are both going to work to a specific end together. You know, so it's a joint effort together. It's no longer these individual uh, uh, these individual goals that's in line. Like I said, if that happens, you know, and, and, and it's possible, um, but that's not the goal. And I think that's why so many people give up on the marriage so quickly and why they end in divorce uh, and they end prematurely because people feel like they're not able to accomplish their individual goals when your your individual goals pretty much got the axe when you said i do and you entered into the covenant um and and that's why it's so important to get into a covenant with somebody that you on the same page with somebody that that um that wants the best for you and that you want the best for somebody that's going to come alongside you and and lift you wherever you're weak and not just i mean it's it's, it's just a lot to consider people this love thing like ah oh, yeah i love the person like there's so much more to consider um other than how somebody looks or how they make you feel it's it's a lot that goes into a covenant and it's or not something or even being able to have sex. Like I hear that all the time from some people they are like, I want to be able to have like legal sex. And I'm like, I'm telling you, if you choose who you're going to yoke up with for the rest of your life, based on being able to have sex, you got some problems coming. And they're like, but the scripture says is it's better to get married than to burn. And I'm like, but we want to look at that in context, like fully. We don't want to make such an isolated decision on an isolated text and then think that's going to cover us in life. Like you, we really want to be conscious of that because sex is not going to carry you through marriage. You, really you get tired of, you know, doing the same thing sometimes. Sometimes you, sometimes sex doesn't even matter. Like you swear it's everything when you can't have it. You know, like we were fornicating and, um, trying all kind of things and not fornicate or whatever. And it, it just seemed like such this big thing, right? Like this huge thing. Once you get married and the responsibility of a covenant settles into your mindset, sex is just, um, sex is just a benefit of marriage. It is not the whole existence and purpose of, oh. of marriage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like that breakdown of the worth its weight and glory. I think for people um, who sometimes are going through hard times in your marriage and your relationship, just on your walk as a believer, we have to stop and ask ourselves, is this really worth it? Because if it's not, what do we need to change so that it, it does become worth it? What we're fighting for? How do we make what we're fighting for worth the fight and yeah. that glory that the most high can get out of this situation. So that's dope. All right, next line. It's people praying on me, but it's more people praying for me. All right, that's some people's favorite line right there. Um, 
I know it's people praying on me, but it's more people praying for me. Stay faithful. So what? Yeah. how does that tie into the hook of the weight and glory of what you're going through and pressing through obstacles? And then it's people praying on you, but then it's more people praying for you. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a line for me. It, it's, it's, it's very personal to me because I know, I know everybody can't say that. Everybody out here can't say that they have more people praying for them than they have praying against them or praying on them. Because um, everybody doesn't, you know, have a platform, you know, where they may have hundreds, tens, 20, um, hundreds, thousands of people at any given uh, moment saying a prayer for you, you know, praying for your strength, um, praying that the Most High would, 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 would bless you, protect you, watch over you and your family. A lot of people can't say that, um, but there are people that belong, I guess, you know, they belong to fellowships. Um, and things like that, where you, you might have a group of people praying for you, but I think for the for the overwhelming majority, you may not have um, a bunch of people praying for you at one time. So the fact that I know that's the case, that there are a lot of people praying um, at any given time, and that there are very few people praying on me, standing in opposition, wanting to see me fall, wanting to see me fail. Um, being able to identify and, and see that ratio is, is very encouraging. Very encouraging. So talk about why you use, talk about why you use the word, the different praise like praying on versus praying. And what do you think the connection or disconnection is between those two things for the believer? Well, you know, praying on somebody, P-R-E-Y, you know, which is to seek someone's um, demise, to want the worst for that person um, and then P-R-A-Y, which is to seek good for that person, to seek the most highest will for that person, to seek blessing for that person. Um, I think people in your life, they're only there for one, you know, one or two reasons and that's to bring you down or to lift you up. And so in that line, I want to just be able to identify that, that those two positions exist. And that's something that we always got to keep in mind with the people that we decide to interact with. Um, you got you to gotta acknowledge the people's position and what they're there for, the people that, that you allow around you. You know, because I'm at a place in my life right now where I, I can't just let anybody around me like I did in the past, you feel like, you know, 
you have to be a a, a a benefit to everyone. So you gotta let everybody be around you so you can be a blessing to them. Um, I don't think that's the truth anymore. I think that, that you end up doing more harm um, than good to your own life when you allow that. And so kind of judging people's motives, you know, seeing what, um, what people are bringing to the table, um, you know, people you allow in your personal space, I think it's important to acknowledge those things. But yeah, they either there for one, one or two reasons. Either they're gonna lift you up or they're gonna tear you down. So they might not even about- want you, but they end up tearing you down. Because- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thinking about your lyrics for the hook, um, and the weight and glory by pressing through certain obstacles, and then adding that part of I know there's people praying on me, but then there's also people praying for me. When you put all of that together, how does someone know or how has the most high shown you that this is not worth it and someone's praying on me versus this is worth it and this person is praying for me, they're for my good. When you think about that hook, how do you know when those things are present someone praying on you and being your downfall like you said and then obviously that not being worth it for you right that relationship or that thing not being worth the glory of the most high because of those very factors versus something that is worth it where they are lifting you up they are praying for you like how do you know that to be true if someone says i'm praying for you i'm here for you i'm supporting you but yet life is showing you something different how does a believer make that true distinction outside of words well i think that yeah at that point you got to exercise wisdom you got to really be able to you got to be able to judge accordingly you know, we're supposed to judge righteously so we're supposed to look at things and 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 see them for what they what, what they really are we're supposed to look at people's actions and their behavior and judge it for what it really is not for what they say it is and so you got to make an honest assessment and any mature person in the faith you know should be able to do that and make an honest assessment of the people that's that's in your life but you know ultimately is considering those things and making a decision because you 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 may have people in your life that aren't necessarily for your good and you know they may still be in your life for a, a short amount of time before you decide you know that you're going to go ahead and, and 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 dissolve that relationship you know that person could be in your life for you know months you know another year whatever whatever but it's, it's acknowledging the fact that there are people praying on you that want your downfall. There are people that are praying for you. They want to see you blessed. They want to see you uh, 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 covered by the most high. They want to see you walking in the, the, the whatever anointing or whatever uh, purpose that the most high has for you. It's people like that in your life. And ign- taking those, those, both those things into consideration and deciding to persevere and push through deciding to stay faithful you know so it's like stay faithful i will 
Like I'm, I'm deciding to stay faithful regardless of what, what the circumstances are, regardless of the people and what they're doing and what the, I'm making up, I'm making it up in my mind that I'm going to stay faithful regardless. So, um, when you said in a verse in the hook, like you just said, stay faithful. I will, I will. What does faithfulness have to have to do? And I love how you broke that down about it's a decision because a lot of us won't make the decision. Like, even though we'll see what we see, we won't make the decision. And um, as far as somebody that's praying on you or praying for you or somebody that is your downfall or that that's lifting you up and bringing you up, like we'll see this is bringing me down or we'll see that this is bringing me up but we won't make a decision about it if it's bringing me down often. What does the lack of the ability to make a wise decision when it comes to that have to do with faithfulness? Because when you say in the hook, the weight and glory and certain obstacles being worth that weight. And then you talk about a predatory type of a person who you mentioned may not even know that they are that way, right? And then you talk about, but then there are people that will pray for you. What does all of that stay faithful? I will. What does that faithfulness have to do with decision making? Like, how is faithfulness so interconnected to decision making? Talk about that as far as how you wrote that hook. Mm. Remaining faithful to the most high, you know, like because he 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 he's he's faithful to us. So deciding to remain faithful to him regardless of what what's going on. Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing, you know, what whatever we do for the most high is what's gonna last. So Deciding to remain faithful to him no matter what things look like, you know, is the goal. And there there, there are going to be people, like I said a minute ago, like when you mature in the faith, the more mature you become in the faith, you can see what's good for you and what's not good for you. So you can begin to make decisions based off truth and not just based off how you feel. So I think the heart. Is, is 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 ultimately just wanting to please the most most high wanting to stay on course um and stay faithful to the call that he has on your life regardless of what that looks like yeah i was sense. talking to somebody recently about um the scripture where the messiah was doing something and then they're like your mother and your brothers and sister whoever they're out there and they need you right now. And it was almost like blood over the will of the most high. It's behaviorally yeah. how they were acting. Like, I'm your blood. Stop what you're doing for the most high and cater to what I need. And um, the person that I was talking to, I was telling them, one of the things the Messiah said is, who is my mother, my father, my brother, my sister? Like, who, who is that but who does the will of the most high? That's who is my family, right? Sorry. And so when we think about just that, um, the Messiah making that statement. Um, I told this person, I said, so what does that say about the family member that you're dealing with? If your true family are really those who do the will of the most high 
And this person was like a little taken back because that meant they were challenged to have to make a new decision about yeah. that family member. Yeah. And when I think about your hook and I will, and I think about how you use the word, you had to make a decision. Our true faithfulness, because we know faith without works is dead. If we're truly faithful, when these opportunities present us, whether it's family or whoever it is, we have to be prepared to make a decision. And yeah. I think so many of us won't make that decision when it comes to people who we believe love us, but are no good for us. We just, we don't make that decision. We just leave it open. And the Messiah, what I love, what he did is he made it definitive. Who is my family but those who do this? And I think oftentimes in our lives, thinking about, you know, your hook, the weight of this thing being the, the weight matching the glory of the most high and it being worth it and understanding who's praying on you versus who's praying for you. The faithfulness of the most high and, and where you stand in your faith is so indicative of the types of decisions you make when it comes to people. Like people choices is all through scripture, how yeah. to make wise people choices. So um, I love that you said that about just decision making, um, because I think that is that needs to be a huge staple in our mindsets as believers is what decision do I need to make regarding this thing? I shouldn't just be leaving things open-ended. We give grace to people. We give people time, but even in giving them time, that's a decision. Hey, look, I need to know if you're truly repentant. You know what I mean? So the decision I'm making is I'm going to give you some time to show me whether you're really repentant. And if you don't, then I have to make a new decision because of like the Messiah, I have a calling, I have a goal, I have to stay focused on where I'm going. If you are in the way of that, then I'm not going to stop doing what the Most High has me doing so that I can follow your will and your plan, as opposed to what the Most High's will and plan is. Now that can get tricky because some people swear they go up and down with the Most High's will for their life, um, and it's really their own will, right? Because the Most High's will is not going to be something that only serves you it, it won't just serve you it will serve other people and primarily like your your unit like your your main ministry being your home and understanding like this is my first calling it won't exclude those people right it won't put things in a position where it it's all about you getting this thing done whoever got to die or get it or get set you know it's not when it comes to that immediate family it's not like that or with marriage um, mm -hmm. but that main thing is being able to make, you know, those decisions. So what do you think about that? No. All right, it's real. It's a hundred percent, um, real. Yeah. The goal, the goal is, is, is to grow and to really do these things that we're talking about um when it comes to our faith the goal is not to stay stagnant and to profess a lot of things but to never actually do these things and for a long time people have come to that conclusion that they could say a whole lot they could read a whole lot they could say a whole lot but when it comes to doing a whole lot that's that's optional 
and I mean, people don't understand the doing is when the actual work takes place. It's in the doing. You talk all you want. You can research all you want about how to 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 garden or to plant seeds and reap a harvest. You can read about it. You can watch videos about it. You can talk about it. You can plan. You do all, but nothing happens until you actually get out there and put the seed in the ground until you actually do something. And so, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. All right, let's pick it up to the next line. Obviously, I wasn't raised to serve. Um, what you say? Honestly, I wasn't raised to serve, and to and this to day, this I selfishness to obey the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't raised to to be in service to the Most High and His people. That's not how I was raised. I was raised. Um, to be selfish, you know, and to think about myself, you know, that's how I came up. I was just thinking about myself and doing what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it and finding any means to get it done, um, to serve myself. So honestly, I wasn't raised to serve. And to this day, I struggle with my own selfishness to obey the word. Yeah. To this day, you know, I'm still met with opportunities for me to do what I want to do as opposed to what I know I'm supposed to do, especially when it comes to reading, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to fasting. Um, you know, I have my moments to this day where it can be a struggle. So, yeah. Talk about those just two wanted words. To put myself, just, just put Go ahead. I don't know. I get it might be a delay with us on here. You was trying to say something? Finish something? Oh. No, no, I wasn't. Oh. Talk you about those. I'm looking at this like with a lot of compare and contrast because it's so I love word choice and choosing a word for a reason. And so when you say you weren't raised to serve. And then to this day, you struggle with obeying the word. What does obeying the word and having a servant mindset have to do with one another to you? It's, it's, it's selflessness. You know, so being able to, to, to put down your own selfish ambition, your own selfish desires and do what was what's. Um, and to do something that's being required of you or to do something for someone. 
And so that's one of the main staples and just being a believer. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like being a servant leader. You know, you the the, the you know the scriptures, the, the Messiah say the greatest among you is gonna be this the 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 servant, the one who serves. That's the greatest. That person. Um he demonstrated when he did when when he was washing feet, washing the disciples' feet, you know, demonstrated like, look, you gotta be willing to get down here and do this if you wanna be considered great. If you want to be considered somebody that's worthy or somebody that's worth anything, you got to be willing to do this, not be first in line to get your feet washed, but to actually be the one doing it, you know? Talk about that, um, that contrast between um, wanting to dominate versus wanting to serve and how that makes you be able to actually walk out the word more because most people, like you said, they want to have their feet washed. They want to be the one in control. They want to be the one at the top. Um, they want to be the one over something. And um, then we have the Messiah who lives totally opposite from that. And we have so many people who say they believe in him, but they don't live that way. You know, everything is constantly about what, like you said, their need or what their their selfish gain or what they're trying to achieve as opposed to living like the Messiah who had this servant mindset, thinking about your verse and thinking about faithfulness and thinking about, you know, this weight and glory of pressing through certain obstacles. How does servanthood make that happen um, from your personal experience? And what was the difference when servanthood wasn't your priority? What, how did life change for you? Mm. Well, I think, sir, when you have a mindset that you're trying to get, 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 you know, that type of person is, is normally not a trustworthy person and they're, and and they're generally always temporary um self-gratification temporary uh uh highs you know they're not in it for the long haul they don't have a heart um they don't have a heart for whatever whatever they're uh whatever they're attaching themselves to um they're just in it for the moment because they're trying to acquire something they're trying to get something but for a person that's that's uh that have has resolved in themselves that they're going to be a servant they're they're into seeing things be fulfilled that's why when we see you know the the messiah coming as the word of the most high the most high saying that his word doesn't come back to him um void his word doesn't come back to him without having completed the thing that he sent it forth to do. We see that's the Messiah's mindset is he's coming to fulfill. I'm coming to to actually to make sure this gets this gets done. Um, and I remember being I remember working in retail and working early in the morning, which I always hated. I never liked working early in the morning. I remember getting to the location or the, the the job site early in the morning 
and I'm tired, wiping the coal out of my eye, me and the other employees, but the manager has already been up, been at the job, ready, is ready to get it done. Me, I just want to get my paycheck. I want to leave early if I can. If I could get out of this job working a half day to day, that would be a blessing in my mind. But the manager, no, he he literally has a goal that he needs to meet. Uh, he needs to reach and things that he's trying to accomplish in that day. Me, I just want to get in there and get out as quick as I can. So I don't have no real investment in this, but the manager does. And so it's, it's just a different mindset. The manager has something he's trying to see get done. He's trying to accomplish and and he'll stay all day if he has to. But for but for me, in that case, in that scenario, you know, I wanted to get out there as quick as possible. So I think that's the that's the difference um, between somebody who's or we just just when I take it to the Messiah, man, you know, the Messiah literally was here to fulfill and to see that something was accomplished. Um, and that's the mentality that we have to have as believers, as stewards of the word of the Most High and children of the Most High. We got to be like, oh, I'm here to see that his will be done, to see that his will, his word, see that it be accomplished here on the earth while I'm here and not just sit here trying to do whatever I can, have have a little fun, and then I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm trying to get to heaven, man. I'm just trying to have a little fun while I'm here, you know, get in where I fit in, and then I'm trying to go to heaven. A lot of people, that's their mentality. But for the people that have the, a, a mindset like the Messiah, it's people that's here and that's actually putting in work to see that the kingdom, the kingdom comes, the work of the kingdom is done, and um, the word is preached. You know what I'm saying? And so I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that answers the question, but. It does. I think mainly what you're saying is um, shifting your mindset to have more of a servant type mentality eliminated your selfishness. Um, and, may, you know, we all have times where we can be selfish, right, um, to a deficit or to because sometimes you have to be selfish. And there are good ways that you can be selfish if that means I'm being selfish for the glory of the most high. Like I gotta, some some would consider that the Messiah was selfish in some circumstances. Like when the woman came, you know, and trying to get his attention and he like, why would I give this to the dogs? Like some people were like, that's a selfish mindset. Like, why would you isolate, you know what I mean? So there are some things, but there's a purpose behind like what we're doing it. But I mean, the unhealthy selfishness, um, that servant mindset, can cause you to humble yourself. And I'm a witness to this in your life, um, being married to you and being with you for so long. Um, 15 years married, but way longer than that being together before we got married. And I've seen the most high literally transform you into a more servant mindset. And then I've seen that make me want to do whatever you asked me to do versus those times where you didn't have that mindset. And I'm trying to have a servant mindset as well, but I don't want to do nothing for you. Like, I don't really, my heart is not in it. Like, I love you and I want to be with you and all that stuff, 
but there have been times where when whenever you've tried to be more dominant and take a dominant stance i didn't want to just submit you know freely it was a resistance there because like you said that dominant mindset doesn't care about the other people like you have a goal that is selfish and that's it it stops there and when we look at the messiah those that he served were like prepared to do whatever he asked them to do it's like what do you want me to do like what is it because of how servant-minded he was and i think some people have the wrong understanding of a servant mindset they think that means be a doormat or be a you know a rug that you just step over and i'm like but the messiah wasn't like that nobody just stepped over him Nobody just did whatever they wanted to do with him unless he submitted to it. Unless, like, even giving his life up for death. Like, that was a choice that he made. It wasn't like somebody just put their foot over him and it wasn't a choice that he made. So a servant mindset is not necessarily, it's not at all being a doormat. It's not at all allowing people to abuse you. It's not at all allowing people to take advantage of you. It's a person who understands that selfishness doesn't create a healthy atmosphere for nobody, not even yourself, not even the person that's going after whatever the goal is. So yes. um, I'm just thankful to be married to a husband who has a servant mindset, um, because if you didn't, we would be miserable. We probably end up being divorced just knowing who I am and the woman that I am. When you know your value, there are just certain things you're not going to tolerate for too long. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I think when speaking for women, when you really understand who you are in the most high, um, there are certain things that you're just like, I'm worth so much more than this, that that worth, that weight and glory. Like, I'm a rock with you. We could go through thick, through thin, through summer, through rain, through whatever. But if you're not going to come to a place where you're considering me too like what are we doing if it's only about you you know in marriage where it's only about one person how does that glorify the most high when he doesn't even treat us like that so i definitely just want to thank you for um having a servant mindset for showing our children what that looks like for showing our children what um a man especially because we can say women we see them as servants easily right like that's like a norm you know serving dinner serving by washing the clothes doing all of these different things but when you see a man do that that sets a whole nother tone and that sends a whole nother message to that generation that you're raising up and i'm really glad that if i get sick my children will see you making me something to eat getting making me some tea going to the store to get me some medicine but that it doesn't just stop there if i'm sick like if i'm not sick but i'm telling you i need this or whatever let you do it like they know that they see that in you and um i'm really grateful and thankful because that just makes me want to serve you that makes me be more intentional about like what it is that you need being a better um help me for you like helping you meet certain potentials because you consider me um but i can't imagine a marriage where i'm not considered i can't imagine a marriage where it's only about you i can't imagine a marriage where you don't serve me and only i am supposed to serve you so thank you for um having that servant mindset husband
man, hallelujah. All praise be unto the most high because like I said in the song, I wasn't raised like that. I wasn't raised to think like that. Um, so that's that's a mentality that comes from the most high. And yeah, I, I had I, you know, even to this day, I still have my moments. Um, even though those those moments don't dominate think think yeah anymore. Um, but just I just wanted to be transparent um on the song and just let people know that because, you know, people have the tendency to thank you perfect, you know what I mean? And I don't know why people do that. I think it, it, um, it might come from just some desire and maybe it's just because of television and movies and all of that, where you see people doing superhuman things. You see people doing things that you can never imagine um, being dumb, but you watch it on television and, and and in movies, and it's just so when you see a person that you consider a public figure or whatever, somebody you might see on TV or just in that light, you just look at them like they can do the impossible. Um, and you know, for 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 anybody that may see me in that light just a little bit, I want to tear that down. Like, no, I'm very much uh human i have struggles um but because of the most high in his um his power you know he can he can give you strength where you're weak he can correct you know misunderstandings and faulty thinking he can make you um into a servant leader even though you was never trained up that way so all praise be on that. Yeah, I think it's crazy. Um, just about your comment where you don't know why people think you're just this perfect being. Um, and you said just a little bit. I'm just letting you know it's probably more like that than that. <laughs> they think you are like, you know, like I get attacked. Like people attack me and I'm married to you as if I don't have a right to have make a comment about my very own husband as if I don't know him and experience him in a way that you never could and never will. Like it's, it's really crazy. Like how people, because they'll love your music that they think that that equates to you being perfection or something. And nobody better not touch that. Um, I put a video up uh, today on my channel about codependency and one of the traits of a codependent person is that they will defend somebody to the point of being toxic. Like, even though they're toxic, they'll defend them. Like, you better not say nothing about it. And, and they don't understand it's a codependent or an unhealthy behavioral trait that we have as people um, that, that needs to stop. Like, you have to be able to address something when it's wrong, no matter who it is. I remember growing up and hearing people in my family, like, I'm going to defend my family right or wrong. And I'm like, whoa, you're going to defend wrong? Like, like that being ingrained in the construct of thinking that even if the person is wrong, defend them. And that's so unhealthy because... If someone's wrong and we're defending them in their wrong out of what we think is love or what we think is loyalty, we are actually being loyal to the enemy. Because how does someone come to a repentance? 
How did they change or grow when you defend them even in their wrong? And I see this even now today with people that they love or people that make music, whether secularly or secularly or spiritually. You've seen this in um in uh these situations with pastors ending up having extramarital affairs or sleeping with children or whatever, and people will still defend them in their wrong because they believe that that's what love and loyalty is. And I'm like, no, true love always brings to repentance. Always. That's the main goal of true love is to come to repentance. So whenever we find ourselves defending someone in their sin, we're not really defending the most high or the truth. We're, we're working for the enemy. We're actually on his team because he lives in delusion and um, not wanting the truth to be told. And that's another thing that I love about you because um, it took us a while to get to that point where I could, um, I could disagree with you. Like for a while, disagreeing with you meant that I'm not being loyal. Or it was like a, it was like a maybe a little bit of an attack on you that kind of felt like I'm not by your side. And I remember telling you like, "Yo, I love you. Like I'm on your side. Just because I don't agree with you on this, or just because I'm telling you that this is a problem, does not mean I'm not on your side." Um, can you talk a little bit about that as far as servanthood is concerned? With um, somebody like maybe not agreeing with you or telling you like when you're wrong and how that makes you more of a faithful person or steward of the word and of the most high being able to um, be disagreed with or being able to have somebody confront you about your sin and not retaliate um, to them or take that as an insult, but take that as a, as a blessing can you talk about that really quick as far as your um your verse is concerned? Well, I think it might be a proverb. I'm not sure, but I think I, I think in the scriptures it sounds it says somewhere that the righteous love correction. Mm -hmm. Um and so that 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 had to become a desire of mine because I went a lot of my life want always wanting to know enough about everything to be able to hold a, hold a conversation about it so that I don't look stupid so that I don't look um incapable so I I'm always just I was always at one point just always trying to be in the know um and always trying to appear like I am in the know so that people don't look down on me but I can't exactly say when it happened, but it's sometime during our marriage when I started to be okay with being corrected. And I started to be okay with um, acknowledging the fact that, you know, I, I need to grow in certain areas. And it's okay for my wife to hold me accountable to things. I don't need to know more than my wife. I don't need to be in a position where she's under me and she's always taking her notes or her keys from me you like nah she can she can come with her own uh understandings her own truths her own um 
she she can be in a place where she knows without me. You know what I mean? And that was tough. That was tough in the beginning because I think what I was taught as a man was I always need to be the one to know everything. And if there's a question, you know, I need to have the answer for it, not um, be in need of the answer, you know, when it comes to my family. So somewhere along the line, yeah, I took that desire away where I had to know everything. And I'm like, oh, I can be free. I can take this weight off my shoulder. I can admit when I'm wrong. I can, you know, I don't, we don't have to drive in circles because I'm like, nah, I know where we going. I know, I know how to get there. Like, nah, I could say, all right, what did the GPS say? Or I could say, so do you remember, you remember how to get home from here? I could say that. And I had that weight on my shoulders feeling like I can't, I can be realistic. Um, and I, and I can validate my wife without it invalidating me. So, yeah. Um, it looks like my wife may have tapped out, which is weird. I don't know what happened. I guess she'll be right back. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's a great thing to come to within yourself to realize you don't have to be. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be, you know, as a man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You all right? Wow. We're going having a little bit of technical difficulties. It's a little bit. We're going to push past this, though. Thank y'all for, 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 for sticking in there, hanging in there with us. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like, like I was saying, just as a man, it's a blessing to, to, to know that you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have it all together, you know, all the time. Not saying we shouldn't have it together. We should have it together. We should be working on um, getting better, growing, um, becoming more disciplined, um, becoming more well-rounded. You know, it's good to be a man and have an answer for, you know, the questions that your wife may have or your children may have, but not feeling like you're, you're... I remember being under the tutelage of somebody when I was younger that felt, you know, a man, my pastor at the time, where he always felt like he had to have an answer for something. So much so that he would lie to you just so he could have an answer, which is a fatal mistake. That's a fatal mistake. You don't lie just so you can have an answer for somebody. So now you're telling me, I mean, and, and from the pulpit, telling people lies screwing up people's minds because you don't want to seem like you don't know it all. You don't want your own personal study to come into question. You don't want your own personal relationship with the most High to come into question with anybody so that you lie. Like I said, that's a fatal mistake in this thing. Um, 
And I found myself behaving like that in my marriage, in my family, as a as a husband, as a father, always just always trying to have an answer. Nah. That's a burden that no man needs to carry. Um, and plus it's humbling to be like, you know what? I don't know. Man, that's humbling. Oh, that feel good, man. That feel good to say. That feel good to say, man. There's one point in my life where I could not say that felt good. Saying that I didn't know something was like, oh, that's that's heart wrenching. What you mean you don't know? Like, no, I don't know. Like, I was deathly afraid of saying I didn't know. Man, that's a blessing to say right now. I don't know. I tell my wife now. Oh, I don't know. Not sure. I don't know if you can hear me, and I love it. <laughs> well, maybe I can, maybe I can do the headphones again. No, you're gonna have to go. Um, you're gonna have to go in another room. That's when I'm. That's when I'm using. Sure. All right, y'all. Um, hopefully y'all can hear me. So on the consonant, um, internet, you have to reload and recharge it in a lot of different countries. <laughs> And once it runs out, it stops. It's not like unlimited internet. You're actually paying for it. And it's very expensive, at least where we are. And my internet ran out that I've been using on my phone. So I'm using the internet in the house. So now that means my husband has to go to another room so that y'all don't have the feedback and the echo. So thank y'all for bearing with us. This is Transparency, the podcast. We're incredibly transparent here because... Anybody got time to be pretending, right? We show y'all life, you know, as it's really happening. And um, we love for our testimony to be vulnerable, transparent. Um, like you've heard for a lot of the intros and just the little um, audio spots for Transparency to Podcast, it's our heart and our goal to um, just have conversations with y'all, like y'all just sitting in on them. We don't really like to... Um, make it seem like life is just always great and good and everything is perfect. It's not um, even down to this. I don't know. Some people are like, oh, no, it needs to be perfect. But life is not perfect. Life gets messy sometimes. Um, you have to learn to be flexible. You have to learn to adjust. You have to learn how to adapt. And one of the things for me, especially um, with becoming a mother, it taught me that because I had a perfectionism complex. Like I thought everything had to go perfectly and my schedule and my life needs to go like this. And then you have children and they teach you that life don't revolve around you and your plan. And you have to learn to be flexible to serve their needs and not just your own. So motherhood and having new babies and having babies back to back, my first two, um, a lot of people thought they were twins. A lot of what I wanted to do had to wait. A lot of the way that I wanted to do what I wanted to do had to be done differently. 
And, um, you know, we all have things in our life where we have to learn <laughs> to have a servant mindset. It's not just for men. It's not just for women. It's for all of us as believers to, to learn when we see a need, how life needs to adjust. Um, and so, yeah, um, this is a live lesson of adjustment <laughs> online for y'all to see that um, life doesn't always go as planned and it's okay. It's literally okay. Like you, you'll be all right. So thank y'all for adjusting with us. My husband will be back on in one second. He's trying to um, get the room set up and then we'll come back to do, um, not get the room set up, but I guess trying to find a place in this other, in the other room in the house. Um, and then we'll go back to hear about I will, but let's read some of y'all comments until he comes back and say peace to y'all. Peace, Ramona Jones. I haven't seen you in a while. Peace, Melkai Music. Peace, Tiffany Moore. She says, Shalom, guys, for my husband and I. Peace. Thank y'all for joining us. Peace, Otis Miller. Shalom, beloved. Baruch Yahuwah for this beautiful day. Congratulations on your marriage. Our place to the most high. Thank you so much. Fantasia Powell, Shalom. Rainy Powell, Shalom. Thank you for joining us. Ayin says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh us for far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. We were talking about that earlier, yes. Thank you, um, Ayin. Um, uh, and then we were talking about discerning whether someone is building you up or tearing you down. Melkai Music says, I'm discerning whether someone is a predator or partner in your life. Trust the spirit, don't second guess and rationalize someone's presence in your life if the spirit reveals what they are. Are the edifying are they edifying and truly constructive to your walk? Or are they a stumbling block or bringing confusion? I think that's a really good point. Anybody that's bringing confusion in your life, in your marriage, in your walk. Yeah, you might want to second guess that that relationship. Um I'll go by Cal says. When I think of the situation of discerning genuineness, I think of an old Maya Angelou phrase, when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. And I think that's true, I go by Cal, because a lot of times we often, when we were talking earlier about why people don't make the decision, like we see these things and they've showed us who they are, but we say, no, that's not what they're saying. But their behavior just showing us exactly who they are and we just don't want to believe it. So yeah, that's definitely um, dope. But all right, he's back. Did you want to finish saying what you were saying, husband? Oh, no, that was it. I think that was it. Okay, so let's bring it back up. Um, bring back up, I will, and let's finish going over these lyrics. Let's see. It should stop where we stopped at. Honestly, action, listen, just say the verbs. But that would be low of me because actions speak louder than words. I know I'm called to live it out, but what if I'm living in doubt? Got faith, but not sure the amount. What if I'm in and I'm out? Y'all. All right. Wish I could action, listen, just say the verbs. But that would be low of me because actions speak louder than words. We was talking about that earlier. How, you know, you, you got to do. You got to put your hand to the plow. You got to do something. You can't mm -hmm. just, you know, swear up and down that something is what it is like and it takes it takes the physical act of you doing what you say you believe in order for you to start seeing um the fruit from it 
that's just what it is. Um, what I say after that? I said, oh, what if I'm living in doubt? I know what I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm called to live it out, but what if I'm living in doubt? What's that? Got something, something about the faith, but not sure the amount. I'm not sure the amount. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> gonna have to print. I'm not gonna listen to you no more. I am printing your lyrics out from now on so that I can give you your lyrics because you've been having this issue for I don't know how long with remembering your lyrics. Yeah. Let me see. I think I, I think the issue the issues is the fact that it's so much in every line. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just give a general just consensus or not not a consensus. Let's just get a, a general understanding of, of, of what I'm trying to say. Um so with that pretty much just saying how um sometimes you can be in doubt with it. That's that's even though you're moving forward, even though you're doing what you know you're called to do, um there still can be a win a, 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 a moment of doubt. There still can be some uncertainty there. But the song is about having the resolve to to do what's necessary, to be faithful, to push through, to persevere, no matter what things look like. And so, yeah. Let's I think when you said what you just said just now, I think about the verse, I believe, help my unbelief. It's like, why do you sound like a contradiction? And it's like, no, it's not a contradiction because no matter what it is, I believe. But I'm being honest enough to tell you I need help with me not believing in this particular area. But I believe. Right. Help, help me get right. there. You know what I'm saying? And so I think a lot of people, for some reason, they feel like if they admit that they have doubt a little bit, they are a faithless kind of person. And it's like, no, we have these times sometimes where we just really are like, I'm struggling. Like there have been seasons, weeks at a time every day where I'm like, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe because I believe you most high. I just am struggling right now because life is trying to tell me that I shouldn't believe. But I believe you. I believe, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. Like it's okay to admit that and then allow the most high to still show up and show you who he is, even in your struggle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I love this is about having that increase time. Faith. Right. This is what's going to increase our faith, man. Your faith is, is, is forever increasing. You you never fully arrive and you're just all the way completely uh done with with your faith journey. Like it's gonna it's, it's gonna mm -hmm. it's gonna grow. You know, if you can have faith this the size of a mustard seed. You have faith the size of a walnut, the faith the size of a, a onion, an apple, or you know, it, it's it, it can grow. And so, yeah, nah. I, I, I man, for people to think like that, if you feel like you can't admit when your faith may be wavering, or when your faith um, is small, you can't admit that, man. That's a you get into like the guy I was just talking about earlier, you know, where you'll sit there and lie. 
just because you you don't want to seem weak. And nah, you got to put yourself in a position where where you you have to be. We all need to be in a position where, um, at times, we're in a we're in a place to be lifted up by the Most High. We're mm-hmm. in a place where we have to you know wait on Him and see His faithfulness. You know, mm-hmm. that's how you that, that's how you get your strength. You, you ain't all about you being good and you don't need nothing. And right. all of a sudden. Now you Superman or Superwoman, and and you good, and you don't need no help. Like nah, man. That's even the Messiah. We seen that in the Messiah. We seen the Messiah on his knees petitioning the Most High several times. Yeah. Take this cup. Take this cup. For real. Yeah. Like come on now, you you trying to you trying to act like you perfect? Nah, man. Feel 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 how yeah. beautiful. Feels to say, Father Yah, I need you right now. Man, that's a beautiful thing to say. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Who again? This guy your life, but what if I'm giving it out? Supposed to be out here shining bright, but fam, I've been in the house. Privately endorsing the lies of the enemy. Still blessed because. Yeah. No, no. That's good. Um, I'm supposed to be out here shining light, you know, shining light, you know, uh, shining bright. What if I'm dimming it out? I'm supposed to be out here shining bright, but fam, I've been in the house. Yeah, taking that, taking that light, putting under a bushel. You know, we all guilty of that at times. Well, we just not, we not at that place. You know what I mean? Where we're operating in our fullest, and we need encouragement we need a pat on the back we need a rub on our shoulder we need somebody to 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 remind us like now nah, you can do it we need to be reminded of the most high's power um his faithfulness his love his patience uh, we need to see an example of endurance so that we can you know get in ourselves like okay i need to press on i need to press forward um you know, we we all we all have those moments. It's supposed to be out shining bright, but fam, I've been in the house. Like we all got times we just being, you know, maybe being lazy, or we just, like I said, we need a pat on the back. We need a push. We need a nudge. Um, probably endorsing the lies of the enemy. You know, like that's real because I have my times when whatever the enemy is whispering in my ears, I'm endorsing it with belief, and I'm like, yeah, that is true. Right, Agreeing right. with the enemy. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Agreeing with the enemy. Um, yeah, I'm too weak for that. Or no, I'm not strong enough in that area for that. Or, you know, just probably endorsing the lies of the enemy. I'm still blessed because the one who's defending me, because the one who's who's um, convicting me is defending me. So the enemy would be saying, you know things in your ear you 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 might agree with that but then you get conviction by the word of the most high or the spirit of the most high and he counters whatever the enemy was saying which that you was agreeing with and so convicted because the one that's um no I'm, I'm blessed because the one that's convicting me is defending me so the so the holy spirit or the, the spirit of the most high will tell you where you're wrong but still be defending you at the same time, 
telling you you're wrong, which is a mm -hmm. blessing in itself, mm -hmm. and then defending you against mm -hmm. the enemy as well. You know, not letting mm -hmm. um, what's being said to you, what the enemy is trying to convince you of to really penetrate your heart to the point where you succumb to it. So the Most High is working in clever ways always on our behalf, no matter where we find ourselves and no matter what we find ourselves up against. Let's keep it going. That's so crazy because the line you said about blessed because the one that's convicting me is defending me. Um, that's what we were talking about before the thing dropped off. Like when somebody is really full of the most high, like you got to be careful because if somebody's trying to tear you down, that's something different. But when somebody is really of the most high and they're full of his ruach and they're telling you when something is wrong or they're disagreeing with you or they're confronting you about some kind of sin, at that same time of them bringing conviction to your life, they are still going to defend you. You know what I'm saying? Like there are times where in marriage, you're going to confront your spouse. And if you have a healthy marriage, you understand that that does not mean they don't love you. They're defending you even in confronting you or bringing that conviction to your life, uh, to your forefront. So I think that's to look at that as a blessing is a beautiful thing because that's the same thing the Most High does with us. He'll convict us and defend us if we repent. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to defend you. Like, I'm going to make you righteous. But if you, right. it's if you repent, are you going to repent about it? He doesn't let us just sit in our sin and defend us in our sin because then right. he would right. be a liar. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Let's go to the next line the one that's convicting me is defending me oh uh, shout out my bride i'm on her mind you know she intercede think it's with her i cannot camouflage my energy uh. yeah there it is shout out my bride i'm on her mind you know she intercede you know saying my wife she she pray for me she really she 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 keep me in prayer and so that's a blessing you know she's one of the ones you know when i said it's more people praying for me than those who are praying on me, you know, my wife falls into that character, that, that, um, not character, she falls in category. category. Um, yeah. And, and when you realize that, you know, so, so I said, I said, um, one of the things I said about her is, I don't even have to ask, like, I don't have to ask my wife to pray for me. She know what it is. Like, she can feel my energy. I can't camouflage my energy, is what I said in the rhyme. Like, I can't. It. She She knows. She looked me in my face and she's like, what's wrong? What's going on? And I'm like, nah, nothing, nothing. I can't camouflage it. Like, she she, she can see, see through me, you know, and that's one of the blessings of having, you know, a bride or a spouse that, that, that fears the most high, that bears um, the spirit of the most high because you can't hide nothing from them, you know, which is a really good thing because, like I said, she know when to intercede and jump in on your behalf and strengthen you when you're weak. So. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next line. She know when I'm going through it. She also know I ain't gonna stop. She know I'm going through it. Most I gave my heart a beat. I wrote a song to it. How we? Yeah, she know when I'm going through it. She also know 
like I'm going through it. I ain't gonna stop. She know I'm going through it. Like she know that about me. You know, I'm I'm going to continue to persevere. I'm going to continue to push through. I'm not giving up. I'm not like my wife will never. Not not saying I can't have a moment, because we all can have a moment. But you know, my wife knows she ain't never gonna come in and see me completely done, like nothing, like just. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm, I'm. I gave up. I ain't never giving up. You know. I might. I might have to take a minute. And 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 double back a little bit, and get my strength and get my focus and get my bearings. But just giving up, you know, like shit, shit. She don't know what that look like. She don't know I don't. Like. Not from you. I don't. I don't know that from you. Um. You have been an inspiration to me with that because I'm a I'm a go getter too. Like I'm going, I'm going to keep going. But there are times where um, I, I might be about five seconds from being like I'm about to give up. Not necessarily on life, um, but yeah, there are some moments like that. But you've been really instrumental in um, for me in witnessing the faith of a believer in the most high. Like you've told me that I have showed you what true love looks like. Like I've been, you saw what love looks like in being married to me. For me, I've saw what faith looks like. Like your faith, you don't give up. Like you really are like, you don't give, give up on his marriage. You don't give up on um just, you chase righteousness. Like you're like, I'm not, going to lose this battle with righteousness and integrity and purification. I'm not losing this. Like, it's like your mind is made up about that. Um, and as far as the faithfulness that that's required to have that, it's like, you don't let the most high go on that. No matter what he allows in our life, no matter what trials, I'm talking about, we've been through some terrible things and no matter what he allows you still will be like nah but the most high gonna come through though nah but the most high gonna come through watch watch it's like you won't let that go and that's a blood that's been a blessing to me because you know some things that we've had to go through have been they've been like job like a little bit and um I was like, I ain't never gonna respond like Job's wife, like curse the most high and then die. Heck no, like never, but <laughs> never curse the most high. But you know what? I right, just go ahead and take me on a bad here then. You know what I'm saying? Like there have been moments where I felt like that. And I've really had to depend on your faith in the most high, like your trust. Like I was out and I had to like depend on yours to get us to the next phase in our relationship. Um, so yeah, that's true. Like I, I don't see you. I know you're gonna, you're going through. Like you're not giving up. You're not gonna stop. Like you really do chase the most high. Especially if you know something's hurting me, or you see it's hurting our family. You're like, I gotta figure out a way to fix this. Like I cannot leave my family in this state. And even if you feel like you don't have the tools or you don't know where you're going to turn or you don't know where to go, I think the most high 
has honored just the fact that you won't let go. He just, he's honored that for you. He's like, I know he won't let go. He might not know his way, but the way is knowing not to let go. That's the way. Yeah. That's how you're going to figure it out. So, yeah, thank you for um, setting that example for all of us, even with the children. You know, like when we lost the two babies, the children were hit with that a lot too, with the most high. Like, you're supposed to be a loving Elohim that can do all things and you let this happen not once but twice like that confused and that shook them up and I would hear you still talking to them um acknowledging their hurt and their pain but being like look don't ever let go of reverence for the most high don't do that feel how you feel but bring it back you know so yeah that's, that's definitely true Am I breaking up? No, you're good. Okay. All right. Next. These people mm -hmm. not there's no preacher to put them on. So it's grace and peace upon me. And that was the last line. How would these people know if there's yeah. no preacher to put them on to it? I said the most I gave my heart a beat onto it. How would these mm -hmm. people know the preacher to put them on to it? Yeah. Yeah, he, he 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 gave my heart a beat, and that's how I try to write, you know, according to, <coughs> excuse me, just, just according to my life, I try to make it personal when I do, when I do the music, <coughs> recognizing that if, if I don't do this music that I'm, that I know I'm called to do, a lot of people will go without hearing the truth of the word for the most high. A lot of people, because it's, it's people that's not gonna not gonna open up them scripts for themselves. A lot of people not gonna do that. A lot of people not gonna run into people, especially during this day and age, where you can go, you know, people can go a whole week, you know, and in, in their interactions, um, you know, be it online or just personally, where you're not you're not having no no biblical conversation. They have no conversations, you know what I mean, about the word of the most high, his son, uh, anything like that. So for people like myself, for people like yourself, you know, we we, we have to be offering these things. Um we, we have to we have to utilize these outlets that we have in order to make much of the most high, in order to draw people or, or point people to his word, his will, in order to acknowledge him and what he's doing, his kingdom, like we gotta be doing this because without a preacher, no, pe people ain't gonna know. People not gonna have no conviction. People are not gonna have no revelation. People are not gonna be confronted with the truth if we don't do it. And so, that the whole song is about, you know, somebody possibly giving up. You know, you have an opportunity to give up so that you don't do what it is the Most High has us here to do. And that's to be a light. That's to be a torch for him and not give in under the weight of this world. The pressures of this world really want to put our flame up. They really want us with our mouths shut, just Ooh. working a job, chasing money, 
and man, forget doing what the most high say, man, I got, I got to do what I got to do for my family. I'll do what I do for me. I got to make sure I get this money. I got, I'm trying to be happy. I'm not trying to be caught up in none of all that nonsense with all that other, man, I'm just focusing on this. And that's what the enemy has been trying to do all this time for, you know, a lot of us, all our lives, trying to put our flame out, trying to put our light out, trying to quench that, 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 that light so that we keep our mouth shut and we're no longer used by the Most High anymore. And now we're one less person out here sharing the Besor, the good news. And, 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 then, and then what? And what happens? Many people perish because the truth is not available. Mm-hmm. And we know that the, the, the word got to go out, you know, to the four corners of the earth. And then, and then the Messiah come in. And so it's, it's, it's just like that, that, um, the manager, the, the, uh, the manager that I mentioned earlier, who gets up early in the morning and he's at the job and he has his employees, but whether they're, whether they're, uh, excited about the day or not, he's focused. He knows he has something to accomplish. He knows he's some, he has something he has to get done. And if you help him, you know, by all means, you know, that's what's up. But if not, you're going to get it done regardless. And so that's that's the mentality of this song. I will. I'm going to stay faithful. I'm going to do what needs to be done. Y'all can join me if y'all wish. If not, I ain't never giving up. I ain't never going to stop. Mm-hmm. Um. I think one of the things you just said just now about this um, particular track, I I will off of, uh, if you're not sure what we're talking about, the album my husband and I did together called Is What It Is, we're talking about the track, I will, is you said um, for people not to give up. And um, there's a a saying that says, you gotta know the difference between when you need to rest and when you need to give up. And I think so many Mm. people give up when they just rest. You might just need to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are so many things going on right now in life that a lot of us as believers are facing. And some of us out there, whether you're listening to this live or you're going to hear the playback, some of y'all want to give up. Some of you feel like some of you are very lonely. I've talked to a few people um, from offline in just different settings when I ha- was doing my support group, which will return after the summer. Um, And then also people that I coach, how lonely they are in this season. And it's making them want to give up pursuing righteousness because righteousness demands a certain type of lifestyle that can feel very lonely because it's not popular and because you're not finding people of a like mind. And we just want to encourage you with this um, particular track. I will know the difference between when to give up and when to take a rest. Sometimes some of us might not just need to take a rest, like the the pace at what you're going, the um the the number of things you're doing each day. Maybe you gotta take it down a little bit. Maybe you gotta go at a slower pace or stop altogether and chill. Maybe you just you know you're so consumed with learning and knowing and finding out. Maybe you need to just stop for a little bit, have some fun with your family, go take a little bit of a a, a day trip, go to the park. Go do a job, exercise, do something a little different to free your mind up a little bit. Some of us go at such an exhaustive 
rate that we become hyper vigilant in our lifestyle where we're on edge all day long. And that's not healthy to be hyper vigilant. That means you're over vigilant. We should be conscious. We should be aware, but not to the point of living an anxiety filled life when the most high tells us not to live that way. So, um, I hope that that encourages y'all, uh, the breakdown of, I will, and understanding the difference between You there? you there? Yeah. Listen, this is the importance of being. This is the importance of being equally yoked. This is exactly what just happened. So I said what I said about going hard, not giving up, and all of that. And my wife comes right with the the buttery smooth, just the oil, just just pouring it on there, like yo, listen. The buttery oil, smooth. Do it. The oil, the, the oil. buttery don't, smooth. Don't overdo <laughs> it. That is a fact. Cause that's something that I probably yeah. wouldn't have said. Well, my wife come, that's that balance. You know what I'm saying? Like this is why it's not good for a man to be alone because um, we actually, huh? What happened? You pause. Can you say that again? You said the butter be smooth and then you pause. You're paused right now. For I'm paused. Okay, there I go. What about I don't now? know what's going on with this internet. It's saying I have all the bars, but for whatever reason, the stream is acting crazy. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. But what I was saying was this is okay. this is where the, this is where the balance comes into play. This is why it's not good that a man be alone because a man, you know, will you know at times be so stuck on one specific thing, he can't see the overall um, uh, uh, picture, and so the wife will come in and say what's necessary in order to bring about that balance. You know, this is about being equally yoked. You know what I mean? You can be, you know, all in your head, what you need to do and how you need to do it. You could swear up and down. Nah, the most high got me doing this. I need to be doing this. But then your wife will come with that balance and she'll come with that. With that alternative that you might not even be thinking about it. And just to help you just just just. You still, you know, you're still going to do what you, what the most high has for you to do. You're still going to complete what you're out to achieve by the grace of the most high, but your wife will help you really get it, get it done the correct way. Get it done where you still got your sanity, get it done where you still got your health. You know what I mean? Because men, man, if, if it's up to me at times, I just, I'll go hard. And then my body will suffer for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But your wife gonna bring that balance. You know what I mean? A yah-fearing wife, you know, will bring that balance so that you can do what it is you're called to do um, in a healthy way. So I just wanted to say that, man. I wish I could have heard everything you said. It's tripping up like crazy. I have no tripping. idea why it's doing this. Uh, 
that's whack. Maybe it's because we're both in the same signal right now, but you know what? Now it just it keep it's eleven o'clock. It keep kicking me in and out. I don't know what is why it's doing this. But all right, y'all. That was I will. Um, if you know the Most High, if you don't know the Most High and you don't care about him and you do not love him and you are not this what i'm about to say is not for you if you do know the most high you're pursuing righteousness petition the most high for us when we do these broadcasts and ask the most high to um interfere to, to uphold the signal strength we would really appreciate those who really do know the most high petitioning the most high on our behalf when we do these broadcasts because a lot of y'all often say how there is a lot of weight in what we're talking about and a lot of the things that we're talking about would make the kingdom of darkness very upset and so then there are certain darks that are going to come this way so if you know the most high we really would appreciate when we do these um broadcasts before you come on if you could just say a little word um to the most high ask the most high to kind of like uplift us and gird the situation we definitely seek him on our our own selves but it's nothing like more people coming together to do that um we really really appreciate if y'all could do that because sometimes it's like right when we were about to hit the most pivotal points that's when it likes to drop out like all the time so if y'all could do that we would appreciate that any last words husband Uh-oh, where did he go? All right, y'all. I don't know. Um, this is like crazy what's happening right now. I don't know where he went. I don't know if his phone died or the signal just dropped out. But we hope y'all enjoyed. I will. Did you? There you go. Did you want to add a last thing before we go? Get off? All praise to the most high. Thank y'all for joining us. It's been a blessing. And thank y'all for all. The, the the loving kind words on our anniversary thank y'all to have beautiful people like y'all speaking life into us praying for us um we're grateful so yeah on behalf of me and my all right y'all we'll see y'all be first and third monday at 9 a.m eastern peace thanks for listening be sure to follow transparency the podcast on instagram at transparency the podcast We'll talk to y'all next time. If there is a next time. Oh, my gosh.